Hi there, my name is Jonathan. I'm the host here at The Venue RX, and our mission is to document and share the best practices for building, owning, operating, and managing world-class wedding venues. Our company, Common Sense Events, is a venue management company that consults, manages, and operates venues all over the US. I'm here to share the mindset and methods that have worked for us in the past and are working for us now as we continue to build our venue management company. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider subscribing and sharing this, and let's get to the show. We want a place online on a website where a vendor can go. They can put their available open dates. They can select the category. They can put notes about some of the things that they offer. And what that does is then when a couple goes to wedding club, there is a transparency element, which is they can see this would be someone who could work on the date that I'm exploring. We also allow vendors to say, hey, here's the minimum budget that I actually do. And so before anyone gets on a call and wastes time and you know everyone's trying to be polite, so you spend 45 minutes on a call where it's really not the right fit for either side, everybody goes in to the initial conversation on the same page. What's up everyone, Jonathan here with The Venue RX and on this show we are passionate about documenting and sharing best practices around owning, operating, managing world-class wedding venues and really the, the goal of this whole show is to give you the tools, the education that you need uh, about your wedding venue business and so whether you are a wedding venue owner, someone who is a hopeful wedding venue owner or even someone who's just in the wedding venue industry or wedding industry rather who wants more information about venues, working with venues and topics like that. Uh, that's what we're covering here. And on this show today, we're taking a break from the Venue Owner Series, uh, which has been so much fun and we've, we've really had a blast talking to venue owners to bring you one of our typical kind of traditional interview episodes uh, from the founder of a business called Wedding Club. And I'm really, really excited because this is a very interesting um, business, a very interesting service. And as I was diving into it and learning a little bit more about it, uh, it really made me fascinated. I'm excited to be able to uh, introduce you all to Wedding Club and Wedding Club's owner, David Carr. David, thank you so much for being here. Jonathan, thank you for having me. Really, really stoked to be here. Well, I'm really excited to unpack your story a little bit more. You come from the uh, like the film industry. That you're a, a former film executive, is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Okay, so I want to know. I'm fascinated by origin stories, and I'm really curious to kind of unpack your story a little bit more. How did you go from being a a film executive? You've worked on a lot of incredible movies. You know, as I was looking through some of the information that that you guys sent over, um, a lot of incredible movies. How do you make the, the shift from movies, film industry, film executive to wedding industry? Talk to me about that and kind of what led you into this, this business. So that's a great question. And it's an interesting story because I was at a traditional film and television studio. Okay. And while I was there, I got exposure to, I would say, the startup world. Uh, my job was such that I would be pulled into meetings to give my two cents on companies that were coming in. And th this is a time period where it was really like the, the ushering in of like technology was becoming something that everyone was doing a startup. And so I was just at the studio and I really had no, uh, I had no familiarity with the world of startups because I'm at, effectively, it's a, a mini major global studio. 
Um, but one of the things was I, people would come in and it was really a good education process for me because I would listen to, you know, you hear about like three guys in a garage, but I would listen to people basically talk about, we're a small company, we're doing X, Y, and Z. And so I got familiar with the startup world. And then for me, one of the things is once I understood that that was even a thing, that a person could even do a startup, I started to look at problems from the perspective of would a company be able to solve that problem. And I would say the main bridge is just that if you work on a movie or a television show, it is a very big project that inherently has a lot of disorganization. And a wedding is a personal project that can have a lot of disorganization. Very well said. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's a personal, yeah, I like that. It's a personal project that can't have. And most of the time, weddings do have a lot of disorganization. Like even with, you know, whether it's an, a very effective planner or everything is, you know, curated to not have problems, you know, there's all sorts of variances that happen day of, issues with the timeline, guest arrival. I mean, there's so much different stuff. And talented planners out there know how to mitigate some of those issues. But still, the way you described it was was perfect. So lead us then into a, like, how did you go from film executive to wedding industry? You have kind of conceptually, you know, you move from, from that to like startups, startup businesses. Why weddings? Why solving problems in this industry? So I was, I was at an age where people were getting married. And so one of the things too is, it, you know, the, the education about the startup world happened before I found myself being in a wedding startup. But one of the things is that conversations I was happening with, I was having with people where people would describe to me that they were getting married and they all more or less described the same process, which was that they were having trouble finding vendors. And so I didn't, um, you know, in the initial conversation, I didn't say, wow, that's a company, I'm going to do it. But I'm at an age where I'm seeing people and they're just talking about the same thing. These are people who do not know each other. They have different backgrounds, different geographies, and they're saying the same thing. And so for me, when I was at the studio, what I saw is I saw how disorganization gets in the way of a successful outcome. And I can get into a lot of stories about that. And there are a lot of different ways things can be uh, non-optimal. But with a wedding, what I realized is there's not a huge difference from the perspective of this is a big organization problem. And what's missing is a very, very, very simple way for both couples and vendors to get organized. And that's what Wedding Club is. Got it. It's a simple way. Well, it kind of ties into your tagline a little bit. I think it was organizing. Was it organizing the wedding industry? I'm organizing going... the wedding industry. Oh, amazing. 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I love that you're bringing the organization because you're totally right. There is, you know, 
where am I going to get my caterer? Where am I? And certainly there are uh, preferred lists and things like that. But for a lot of different categories, whether it's photographers, videographers, florals, things like that, most venues allow, you know, a lot of customization. Which customization, aka more work, right, for the couple to do or, <laughs> or the planner. So practically speaking, then tell, talk to me about what Wedding Club does. Um, what what is the service that you're providing? So when I say organization, I want to be very clear that we say we're in wedding planning, but that's only to make it very simple for people to understand what we're doing. We are not replacing wedding planners. When I say organization, I mean finding, meaning that couples and vendors need to be able to find each other and need to be able to have a very simple process to see if it is the right fit. So I want to be very clear to the wedding planners listening. We are not trying to replace your business. You do a very important job and we are not in the business of getting in there in the minutia or helping people streamline that process. We are in the business of helping couples and vendors find each other. And we consider wedding planners a vendor. We will help you find a wedding planner. And the way we do it is we want a place online on a website where a vendor can go. They can put their available open dates. They can select the category. They can put notes about some of the uh, things that they offer. And what that does is then when a couple goes to wedding club, there is a transparency element, which is they can see this would be someone who could work on the date that I'm exploring. We also allow vendors to say, hey, here's the minimum budget that I actually do. And so before anyone gets on a call and wastes time, and you know everyone's trying to be polite, so you spend 45 minutes on a call where it's really not the right fit for either side. Everybody goes in to the initial conversation on the same page. And then the other thing I would say too is we allow vendors to expand their business into geographic regions that they don't necessarily service. Hmm. So if you are a photographer, and let's say you normally service Texas. We allow you to easily say, hey, I'd also like to post and service Louisiana. Or if you're a venue who, for instance, is located in Texas, you can say, I want to let people know, you know, in another place that, hey, I'm open on these dates. And wrapping this part up, we are extremely low cost. We charge $5 per post. We do not charge a recurring subscription. It's not hundreds of dollars per month. It's not thousands of dollars per month. You post when you want to work. Wow, that's cool. So wait, you post when you want to work as the vendor. So if I'm a DJ and I'm available, you know, whatever this weekend is, November, you know, 27th or, you know, whatever, whatever right after Thanksgiving is, I could post and say, hey guys, I have an open availability on this date if anyone's looking for you know, help. And so if someone needed that, 
So is, does it cost the couple who's utilizing the service to try to find the vendors? Does it cost them as well? Free for couples. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So it's free for the couples, for the vendors, they're, they're posting because they're getting themselves out there in front of exposure. That's incredible. Okay. So yep. you're a matchmaking service, you know, uh, return on investment, just make it make sense. If it's $5 per post, you can post 20 to 40 times easily, and it is going to be a better economic value than having to pay $500, $1,000, dollars $2,000 per month for effectively what is a online directory listing. 100%. And what else is out there right now is the other listing sites are all in that price range, 100%. Huh. Uh-huh. And it's too high. Yeah. And, and we did that because we don't, we don't think that the way we look at it, right, is that we think that the best for our company is to have everyone using Wedding Club. And one of the things about that is that you have to be sensitive to price in that we have a situation now where I have talked to too many vendors who are paying $1,500, $2,000 a month, which if you think about that, if you're a photographer and you charge, you know, the photographers out there can think what they charge or whatever vendor, that cuts into your profits significantly. Like you're already almost behind the eight ball, but then they tell me, well, we don't feel we can't not do that because, and so we just lowered the price. And our perspective is that over time as we grow, that just because everyone will be comfortable on it, that's the best way long-term for our business. And we also think that that's aligned long-term with the wedding industry in general. Absolutely. Because the more people that know about you, the more vendors that know about you, the more 100%. Yeah. There's not repeat business except with vendors, right? Like hypothetically. Because you don't, I mean, I mean, sometimes people get, get married. I mean, they, not everyone just, just gets married the once, but. <laughs> well, and I'm saying hypothetically, you wouldn't have repeat business. That's not part of a business strategy per se. I mean, there's a segment of the population, whatever it is, 50% who may have that experience several times. But if you think about, you know, where the reoccurring portion of this is, it is in the vendors that serve the couples. And so kind of being able right. to support them, that makes, that makes so much sense. So you had to jump in on that. We yeah. also don't want there to be anxiety for vendors, which is if the, if the cost is so low, $5, it, you know, and you're already having an advertising spend, you don't, posting 20 times to test it out, you're not feeling like, you know, it's the end of the world. So it makes it very easy for people to try it out. And that's what we want. Um, we're very cognizant of, we think that the wedding industry has gotten away from being a workable thing for the small business that is most vendors. And we just don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. And there's not a lot of, like, I, I, I've been surprised wedding venues, for sure, because that's kind of our focus here, but also other wedding categories, I feel like have been dramatically underserved, both in the marketing that is available for them. And then, I mean, it's crazy. It's like this $4 billion industry that is like underserved. It's like, 
right? It's right. insane. Um, so, but, but, I, but I think one reason it is is that I, I think that a lot of people like a lot of people have had bad experiences who are historically vendors, and you know I think that it takes someone. You have to start a business in the wedding industry, especially a technology business, from a place of compassion and sensitivity. If you go into it and you say, my goal is, if, if, if you go into it with the idea, look, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to, I just want to build a big business and it doesn't matter. And we don't care about, like, if you go in with that mentality, I feel like it's not even conducive to building the the brand because the whole reason I was able to build a wedding club is I had people open up to me to say, hey, these are our daily problems. And they said, if you can solve this, it would be helpful. So from the very beginning, we've been very sensitive to, to that. Got it. I was going to ask you a little bit more about that because not coming from the wedding industry, like not having that background, I interview a lot of people who do, who have like, oh, I was a corporate events planner or I had some background in corporate America and then I started, I planned my own wedding. I'll hear that a lot. Or like there's a family property and just got thrown into it. Someone needed someone. I've got organizational skills. So there was some of that. So when you're, and that's the way that the, the experience happens. When you're, you know, starting your business, were there some key people that you talked to uh, vendor wise, or maybe even people who are part of the organization now who helped create some guiding conversations around uh, how you guys marketed the services you provided, or are, were you just kind of cold interviewing, you know, vendors in each category? I would say that it was just very organic because like if you, you know, if you have a friend getting married and they introduce you to, you know, their photographer, you're talking to that person as a human being. I, I didn't really go in with the, um, I wasn't trying to be like the whole predatory situation is very bothersome to me in that one of the things I didn't like is it feels like there's so much lack of transparency and lack of trust. And so for me, being an outsider allowed me to approach it in a much more organic way, which is, okay, this happens to be a wedding photographer, but I'm just talking to a person. Yeah. And when it happened from that perspective, um, it was just easier to solve. And I think the other thing too is the degree of humility I have because not being originally part of the wedding industry meant that I wasn't trying to convince other people that I had knowledge they didn't. I always felt like I was the person who needed to learn. And so it allowed me to be a better listener because if I'm talking to multiple vendors and I'm in, I'm in the position where I'm actually trying to really listen to them, I'm not trying to like put upon my ideas, it's a lot easier to then say, okay, this is a, you know, this is an original in a way we could sort of go about building a business and helping people. Totally. I love that because you're not, so you said you basically are listening to understand, not just listening to respond. And sometimes when we have preloaded solutions, you know, and maybe even having that background 100%. in the industry, you're speaking kind of with an intention of getting a specific answer. Whereas you have that freedom of you're just listening to another human complain about problems. And there is the gold. I can't say it better. 100%. All right, David. So I had a, a question just as you're, as we're talking about this incredible business that you have, uh, when, when did you launch this or how long have you been around? Well, we've been building it for a couple of years, but we're just coming to market now. 
We're just letting people know about it, building awareness. And that's why I'm on these shows to tell people, hey, here we're at. And if you like what our mission is, please help us spread the word. I love that. You know, it's it was interesting. I asked the question and I was like, well, this podcast is probably a good way to reach some people. So I'm I'm really glad. Uh sounds like you guys have been around a couple of years and just now kind of getting it out there to everyone. So I'm I'm excited for people to we've been we've been work we've been working on it for 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 a couple of years, but we're just coming to yeah, market. Okay, awesome. As you think about the future and think about, you know, growing and think about the different ways that you'll be able to continue to connect you know, vendors with the thing that kept going through my mind is like Yelp or Tinder, <laughs> you know? Like you kind of have some of these matchmaking things, even something like LinkedIn, where you're creating connections. Um, and you know, there's almost like this social media element to it, but certainly, you know, Yelp. Yelp is is kind of tricky because it's, you know, you're looking at reviews like from a user standpoint, you're looking at reviews online, you're hoping, you know, oh, 4.6 stars, 562 reviews, great, I'm gonna go there for dinner. Um, it's not always as accurate in, in the venue, uh, I'm sorry, in the wedding industry side of things. As you look at the future of your platform, which direction do you feel like it's going to go? More of an app basis, more of a um, in-person connecting with other vendors? Like how do you see it evolving? I think that, you know, for us, we're just going to listen. And our goal is actually more of keeping sort of the, we're trying to just be very sensitive to, we don't want to be another economic hurdle. And and so for us, we're not trying to necessarily like, like I talked about wedding planners, right? We don't ever foresee like, we're not going to try to like, virtually replace a wedding planner. We we don't see ourselves as wanting to build a company that does a bunch of different things. We see ourselves as wanting to build something that helps couples and vendors find each other. Because the other thing too that never made sense to me about some of the ways that other people approach, I guess, a, a wedding startup is they're looking to replace people or they're looking to like automate and take over in a way that it doesn't feel very organic to me. We're just really trying to solve like this is the issue is, is that there's just too much lack of transparency. We want to kick off that initial conversation with a couple and vendor you know, really easily. And we'll build anything that helps that but beyond that, what I would say, Jonathan, is like, is anyone really going to book their wedding photographer or their venue without probably seeing it in person, talking to a person? It's probably very unlikely. It's a very personal experience and you want to feel comfortable. So we are not looking to be all things to all people. We just want to build, hey, people are having trouble finding each other. Let's just solve that. Yeah. I love that. I have two questions uh, for you specifically kind of about this process and, and, you know, what you're bringing to the marketplace. How do you find vendors? How do, are you exposing more vendors to the platform? And then how are you finding the couples? Because you are kind of connecting those two. So how are you doing the two of those, those pieces there? 
launching marketing right now. Amazing. Like that's what that's what we're doing. Right. Now. Everything so far has been like we've been sort of humbled by the response, which is that it's been like people sort of find out about it. But one reason I'm talking is when I talk to the sort of the the PR firm that's you know putting us on these um, shows, they said, "Look, the best things in life come from communicating, like as a human being." And so our marketing campaign is very human. Um, we might be a, an online website where you click a button, you know, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, we're trying to inject the human element. And so whether it's me talking about it or whether it's even like when you enter your information on the site, if you're a vendor, you'll see very quickly, all we're trying to like, we, you can, you can post in like less than two minutes. We don't ask you to, for a bunch of information. We want a vendor and a couple to talk, but we want them to talk where the hard questions are out of the way. You know, if it's the right budget, you know, fit, you know, if that person will do your location, that's all we're trying to do. And then from there, human beings have to talk and figure, you know, figure it out. That's so, that's so neat. You know, I'm, I am curious now, I'm going to have to do my own post for some of our venues just to kind of see, you know, the experience, but it seems it definitely makes a lot of sense. Cause if you know a vendor as a couple, if you know that a vendor is already willing to perform services in your price range and you already know that the couple, that that vendor is available on the date that you're looking for some of those, like you kind of get very quickly to a different sort of conversation, which is like, are we the right fit together? Which 100%. makes sense. And for $5 a post, I mean, my God, that's an incredible value. Yeah. Because and, and it's even, it's even better too, because we, we let you post. If you're a vendor, a lot of other places, if you're, for instance, a vendor in Dallas and you also want to advertise in Austin, other places will say, well, that's a different wedding market. You got to pay again for us. We charge by the open date and then we will charge if it's a different state. But if you want to post in Texas on a specific date, you can post anywhere in Texas, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and it's still $5. What I want to keep going back to is the human element. And we're very conscious of, we believe that even if we grow a little slower because we're not going to charge as much as we could, we believe long-term it's the right way to go because we will be the place that people will like. And so for us, we're not trying to think of a hundred different ways to cut you. We're not saying this is a different wedding market that, you know, we got to have a surcharge. It's $5 per post. You could make 20 posts. You can get your name out there as a vendor. We want to make it simple. And then on top of that, we're not asking for a bunch of information. These profiles online, like it's like they're asking you to write a doctoral thesis about your business. Just get in two minutes. I'm free on these dates. These are the geographies that I work. My notes are this, you know, I, I provide this thing in my, you know, my whatever that's different than the other people. You put your contact info up. Step two, that's step one. Step two. You, we're transparent. 
this is what you're going to be charged. If you make it 20 posts, it's going to be five times 20, a hundred bucks. That's less than 500, 1500, you know, and there are only four weekends with three days per uh, month. Simple, transparent, not high priced. That's what we want. And we want you to tell your friends. We want everyone to say, this is great. This is the long-term solution. Boom. I, I really like that, especially as a tech company or like having a tech background, there is a sense of it not being human. And, you know, there's a, a mentor of mine who uh, I follow pretty closely his stuff. His name's Alex Hormozzi. I'm not sure if, if you've heard of him before, but really cool guy. And he he does talk about that. Like if you can if the value equation, if the price is low enough where there's not really a resistance point there, but the value is so high, the growth happens exponentially because people are sharing with each other. You're not trying to force feed the marketing. No, like, we, we don't want like we, 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 I can't say it better, John, because the, the thing about it is that we don't think the long term is good by like, just because we could making like, the most short-term money, is that really a business that people are going to like? Or if you're even able to charge people way too much, is that a business that people are going to feel good about? They just feel trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so for us, we just, we want you to tell, you listen to this, you go on and you, you post 20 times, whatever it is. We want you to say, that was easy. I want to tell five friends and we want everyone to say, hey, we got a shift to wedding club, because this is a much better thing. That's what it's about. And that's what I'm just trying to get across here in a, in a human way. So David, I'm, I'm curious about, um, you know, how, how active different vendors are. Cause I mean, ideally in an ideal world, you'd have couples that were looking for vendors, vendors looking to offer their services and there would be this, this matchmaking happening. Um, but if we've got vendors listening to this right now, that are like, oh my gosh, I need to get on wedding club right now. Like this is you know, they're going to click the link because we're going to have all the stuff in the description and they're going to go and they're going to go there. Is there, are there areas currently right now in the country that you have a uh, higher saturation or higher volume of users than other places right now, just as you grow? Don't even pay attention. We have plenty of people on there. You can go on there and you can start scrolling down. But for me, I look at it as it's just a human thing. Wherever you are, our goal is just to spread the word. We're just trying to be like the gospel. So whoever's on there, wherever, you know, wherever you are, that's fantastic. And we're supportive of that. What we want is if you listen to this and you like what the mission of the company is, try it out. And if you don't like what I'm saying, what I would say to you is we're going to, we're so respectful of the situation. We say, great, there's no pressure. We don't even want you to like feel any like that's the the mission of the company is just come on in if you want. And if you don't, maybe we, we talk about it a little bit later, but we pay no attention to any of that. We just want people to come on who are excited and tell their friends. Totally. Well, and the second question that I had kind of loaded onto this one was if you have people listening right now who want to refer their friends or want to refer other vendors, you know, maybe they're a wedding planner and they're like, gosh, the 12 people that I work with most, they all need to be on this platform. Um, are you, you're just having them send, you know, the link over and they're getting signed up or are there affiliates or are there other ways that you're, you're helping people kind of like you said, spread the, spread the message? We, we make it simple. We're no longer 
we used to because we were doing various sort of originally it was more like a club where like you sort of had to know somebody now you go to www.weddingclub.com that's w-e-d-d-i-n no g c-l-u-b.com weddingclub.com you click on create a post in the top you fill in information that will take you less than two minutes we're not asking you to create you know uh, a, a doctoral thesis profile you go to the step go to step two transparent about what you pay you don't want to do um you know you you feel you you want to you want to edit all right you click back get back to step one you make some edits all right click back to step two you're comfortable about it you pay everyone's welcome any geography in the u.s we're not international we keep it simple that's it I love that. I love that. Well, David, thank you so much for sharing a bit about this brand new company and brand new way of processing. Like, I don't know, the whole process, I think, of vendor selection can be pretty tricky, especially for uh, couples, but I mean, certainly for venues that are playing Canvas as well, which many venues are, right? You know, you're like, oh, you know, what, what's going to come out of this crapshoot of the, of the couple kind of reaching out. And so by making it more streamlined, for, by making it simple for vendors to get on the platform and simple for couples to find these vendors, I think you're doing uh, something really good for the industry. So I'm excited for people to click on your link. And again, we are going to have all of that in the uh, descriptions. You can go check that out. Uh, and then is there other places, like if someone wants to connect with you? Can I say one more thing too? Of course, yeah, yeah. If you're a venue and you are a small business, and let's say you even want to host a wedding in a venue that has never done a wedding, this is fantastic for you. We find couples wanting to make a very personalized wedding experience. If you have a great barn and you said, and you thought to yourself, this would be a great place to have a wedding for someone who wants to have that type of environment. You can post. You never have before needed to have hosted anything. All you have to do is have a passion about the wedding industry. You have to be someone who has a great environment that that would be for a wedding industry. Go to wedding club. David, I love that you said this, and I'm going to push back a little bit, cause some controversy maybe. I can imagine sure. the wedding pros listening to this right now, specifically experienced ones, who would say, great, love the, the attitude, love the concept around it, but what about quality control? What about someone, specifically in the venue space? Because the venue space, I mean, there's kind of this concept, depending on where you live in the country, and certainly in California, it's a little bit trickier. California is where all of our venues are located. You've got to have permits. You've got to have you know, the right thing. The fire marshal has to have approved the different things. If it's an indoor building, sprinklers, you know, depending on the age of the building and things like that. Um, I know in different parts of the country, things are more or less strict. Um, and, and we've talked to venues that are, you know, it's really strict. Talk to venues that it's really not strict, you know. Quality control. How we're not do... saying we're not saying f don't follow the law. What we're saying go through go through appropriate protocols. 
Uh, we're just saying that if you've ever, what I'm saying is to clarify, let's say you've always aspired to have, have a, a business in the wedding industry and you have a venue. I'm not saying don't get permits or don't go through the appropriate protocols. But what I'm saying is if your dream has been, hey, I would actually like to have a, you know, this is the type of thing I'd like to do, but it's always been, you know, cost, you know, prohibitive because it's like, how are people even going to know about my venue? So I'm going to take, I'm going to go start this business, go through all the steps it takes to make it okay legally. And then no one's going to show up. What I'm saying is we're making it easier. It, by no means am I saying that you should just go to wedding club and with no quality control, no permits. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that part of our value proposition, whether you're someone who's one of the biggest venues out there or whether you're someone with the dream, is that this is going to enable you to reach that easier. Either it will lower your marketing costs if you already have a huge budget, or if you're someone who can't get past go because you say, doesn't even matter that I have a great site, no one will know about me, and I'd have to save up for years to even get going. That, that's what I'm saying. By no means am I saying just, you know, hey, you know, anyone can, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally. So do you have a system currently, if you have a vendor, let's say who doesn't do a great job, you know, do, do you have a system where people can see previous ratings or previous experiences with that vendor? So we've invested in technology for this. We don't make ratings and reviews public specifically now because we are concerned about vendors who inappropriately get bad reviews. One of the things we've talked to people about and we're sensitive to is that, you know, a lot of times the narrative is it's the bad vendor. But one of the things too is sometimes you have some more difficult couples. And so for us, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. For us, we keep it internal and private. We, we want to be very... we. To the vendors who are doing a great job, we don't want their business to be hurt by someone who maybe, you know, a couple that's going through a life crisis and they decide to take it out on the vendor. That being said, we do have internal protocols where should you operate a vendor business that exploits a couple or is bad, um, honestly, it's, it's, it's like the Bible in the Garden of Eden. You will be asked to leave the garden and ask is the polite word. So we have quality control that way. Yeah. Fair, fair. Okay. Well, that makes so much sense. Well, hey, everyone, you definitely do uh, want to go over to Wedding Club. David kind of spelled it out. W-E-D-D-I-N, no G, and then C-L-U-B.com. Uh, and check out what he's got going on. I'm super curious about it. I, I love like just coming from the ven venue perspective. Maybe if there's a couple of those dates that you traditionally and historically haven't filled, give it a try. Like go out, put those dates on. And again, David and the team there have made it so low, so cheap. It's like even if you're going to post, like you said, 15, 20 times, you're not spending that much money, and you're possibly filling those dates that previously you you may not have had business for. So, David, I love what you're doing. I'm excited to kind of track with you and, and keep it going. Are you guys on Instagram as well? Thanks, Jonathan. We are. We are. Very cool. Same wedding club, W-E-D-D-I-N-C-L-U-B. Same handle. Amazing.
Cool. All right, everyone go check out uh, David and Wedding Club. And uh, I'm excited to, like I said, kind of keep up with you, what you're doing, and even test it out myself. So we'll have to give you some feedback. And if anyone does, I would love to hear in the description, come back to this video and be like, yeah, tried it, like feedback, because that's going to be huge. And especially I think uh, for David, as, as you guys are continuing to grow in the industry, you're going to get a lot of that important feedback. You guys are all about listening. And I, I love that. So love it. And please cool. spread the word. Please spread the word. If you like what we're doing, one way we're able to keep costs low is we are relying on the wedding community. So help us grow because we're the reason we're not by not charging so much, we are reliant on word of mouth. 100%. I love that. And that's how it should be. And I think that's a, a way definitely in our industry, you can reach a lot of people because vendors love to share great resources. And so... Um, 100%. Cool. All right. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you and uh, we'll talk soon. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening. If you are a return listener, could you do me a huge favor and consider rating and reviewing the show? We don't run ads. We're not really looking to do that, but we do want to grow the show. And so my ask to you is you take a moment or two and rate the show wherever you're listening to it, whether that is Apple Music, Spotify, uh, even if you're on you know, YouTube, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me a DM though on Instagram so that I can thank you personally and I'd love to shout you out as well. I appreciate you more than you can imagine. All right, back to the show.